This is episode 187. Is it a computer password or an Ibanez model number? <laughs> Every episode's a shakedown cruise of the tone control. Welcome. Bell. Oh my gosh. We's back. We're in back. In video form. Back as hell. That's correct. Um, we're hopefully, I, I just can't help it. Every single time I do something, every single time now I do a podcast, I make some change. <laughs> and <I have> to, yeah. <laughs> it's like every single time is a shakedown cruise. Right, um, yes. But hopefully everything's okay. What I've learned is... I all this stuff every time I try to add some fancy new thing I am stressing the hell out of the graphics chip in my Mac. Oh. <laughs> the CPU, I got this for days. I got CPU yeah. for days. I did not spring for an upgraded graphics chip. Um so anyway, hopefully since there's very little action going on in this it, it'll all be okay to run, but yeah. Anyway. Um Doug in the chat asking if the videos are laggy or if it's just him. Mine feels a little bit laggy, even uh, coming in, like yours coming in. Um, I know that I am seeing like a reflection of me back to me, so like it's even more delayed. But um, yours seems a little choppy, but it's okay. I think our wives are actually talking right now, and I think they might be Uh, on FaceTime, so maybe that's why. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I'm actually seeing that it's getting encoding lag. Hmm. Do we need um, to tell me, them to shut up? Totally kidding. I would never no, tell my wife it's, that. No, it's not network. It's not <laughs> network. It's it's encoding lag. Oh, I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna disable preview that that takes some of the load off of things. So anyway, that's fine. Um, that's fine. We'll survive. I, I yeah. I'll I'll watch and and hopefully we didn't just get a bunch of weird uh, crap. Um, anyway. Yes, if you're wondering um, what the hell it is we're talking about, the Tone Control is now on YouTube, and uh, that if you're watching us there, then welcome. This is really cool and fun, and, and we mm-hmm. have this new screen for you to look at while Justin and I are catching up and stuff. We didn't have that last time, so uh, yeah. <laughs> good for us. And yeah, made some yeah. changes. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be okay. I think it's fine. I just learned that my Mac. I need to turn off the 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 preview. Because uh, when, when it tries to render it for me and encode it to the video, that's when it all freaks out. Everything's going to mm-hmm. be fine, and we're going to be smooth as butter. So, um, man. Um, we're weak. Yeah. I, I went to the dentist. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was fun. That was, that was I, the I, chatter in Discord this week. Yeah, a, a few stories. days ago, my my vaccine was official. I had been two weeks since my dose two, and so I just immediately uh, found some stranger and opened my mouth near them for a, an extended period of time. They stuck so. their fingers and instruments in. Just went, went all in there. Yep. There was like yep. drumsticks and hi hats and. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got the typical uh, dentist clean bill of health, which is mm-hmm. to say. Um, Floss more, but other than that, you're doing pretty good. 
I assume everybody hears that from the dentist. I don't think there is a level of flossing that would actually satisfy any dentist. Yeah, I've told my dentist the the last time. Actually, I I went a long time without having a dentist because I was moving around so much. And it was like my own fault and I was a lazy idiot about it. But um, when I first went back to a dentist after like kind of too long away, I was like, I, I hate flossing. I hate it. Everybody hates it. You know, I just was, I'm going to level with you. Like it's, it sucks. And, and they're like, oh really? Uh, and like the, the tech or whoever was like, I really <laughs> like it. Surprised like, by that? Yeah. She was like, oh, if you start doing it, like you get really used to it and then you, you, you love doing it. I was like, well, yeah, I'm sure that's the, that's the case with all things that suck. Like running, you know, running if you floss sucks. Enough, <laughs> yeah. If you floss enough that your gums don't hurt anymore, maybe it's awesome. And we just don't maybe. know. It's like, yeah. oh man, that this, this floss tastes great. Like you, maybe you'll get into yeah. it and you'll have all oh, these you, artists. Oh, you become a flossy. Floss, yeah. fl- a flossy. <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought I had a good joke, but that was a better joke. Yeah, you, you just like get really into floss types, bespoke flosses. <laughs> bespoke flosses for you and yours. <laughs> uh, what What else? What else happened this week? Um, was that your big adventure? Was that like the first thing um, you've done kind of out? Like out? There was an, I feel like there was another thing I was going to bring up, but I cannot for the life of me remember what. Oh, oh, I know. I... um. Because I can't stop tinkering with things, um, <laughs> I, I am moving stuff around in my game stream too. So today, like between things, when stuff was like rendering on the computer at work, I was I started building homemade soft boxes for <laughs> nice. the can lights in the ceiling of my game room because my game room has can lights, and so I can put mm-hmm. like really powerful, but they're like not pointed the right way. And so now I'm gonna. So I made one, and it fits great, and it's awesome. I made it out of a cardboard box, and I'm a genius. Right. Um, and I'm working on the other one. Um, so anyway, that's that's so nerdy. Cool. Dad. Cool lights, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, whatever. whatever. Uh, do, do you um, do you have a do you have a what's up this week besides the number one thing on our notes? Uh, I got my second vaccine dose on Monday. Oh yeah, and it was so you're great. Re- you're you're in you're recovered. Yeah, so uh, we were just talking right before we hit record. Like, I'm sorry yeah. if people are tired of hearing everyone else's vaccine stories because it's like it's become <laughs> the thing. Like, I do it all the time, but it's also like talking about the weather. It's like talking about traffic or a flight yeah. or the thing that like it's what you talk about when you have nothing else to talk about. But you know, here's my vaccine story. <laughs> <laughs> it's it was it was good. Um, first one, my arm hurt for like four days. It was really insane, uh-huh. actually, how much it hurt. Um, and I felt pretty good afterwards. Uh, some brain fog, but it could have also been crashing from the intense amounts of adrenaline and superiority I felt over my fellow human. <laughs> 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 so I was coming down yeah. off that pretty hard. Right. But um, the second one, um, my arm only hurt like maybe half as much for like two hours. And then it was fine. And it feels great now. It's like it never happened. Um However, Tuesday, almost exactly 24 hours after my shot, uh, I started feeling pretty crummy. The usual, like, aches, uh, mm-hmm. kind of mild headache. Tired some headache. Ti- Tired and just groggy and, like, uh, you know. Um, however, I have felt worse and still, like, gone out into the world and done things and, like, yeah. lived my life. So I was like, in, if this is as bad as it gets, I'm in good shape, which I was. Mm-hmm. So, And then slept it off, and now I feel amazing. Yesterday I felt great too. So like it's it was a, a solid one day, not even like a full twenty four hour. Is a it was a business day. 
<laughs> business day. Yeah. I think I think that it, that is almost exactly my experience. Like like to within a couple of hours of every single mm-hmm. thing you said. That's kind of amazing. Yeah. Um are you team Pfizer? Yes. Yeah. I wonder okay. Wonder left arm or right team. arm? Left arm. Left arm. My second one was a drive up actually and uh, oh yeah I saw the picture driver's side yeah um so they just like got me yeah right there it was cool nice nice yeah so um I was thinking we should do something like prove like send us your vaccination record or like prove you got the vaccine yeah. and get something cool from the tone control but I have nothing to offer so <laughs> <laughs> other than like fun praise and like you know yeah. again in, intense intense superiority over your fellow human <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you, we'll give them a, let's make a roll in discord. Yeah. Vaccinated. Vaccinated. You'll be at Vaxed the top as of the hell. list. <laughs> we'll make it, we'll make a channel, uh, that only the vaccine vaccinated people can post in, but yeah. everybody can see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and we'll say stuff like overdrives are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> the tube screamer. <laughs> Meh. Yeah. I think we'd get a lot of agreement with that, but yeah, uh, we'll say stuff like, um, how about bass guitar? <laughs> <laughs> how about it, baby? How anyway. about it? Anyway. Um, yeah, I think that's all that I had going on. Um, all right. Work stuff let's, works good. You know, the use. The use. Yeah. Cool. Um, let's, uh, let's transition into our first thing here. little keely aria for you yeah i saw one of those for sale for a really good price the other day i thought about getting it yeah didn't buy it i I was thinking now that i've um now that i've uh uh, like prescribed what sounds i'm gonna play because i'm doing them in uh, as we record instead of in post i could actually call them out on the show and and that's uh even cooler i don't know why i didn't realize that last time that was the keely aria everybody so um first up why why am i showing a picture of the what is this? Tone Jerks? Is this it's a the tone jerks. podcast of us? Yeah. What's um, going on with these clowns? For being real, I thought they ripped us off when they first came across my radar. But um, and <laughs> <laughs> it's a super long time ago. True. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was on the Tone Jerks uh, on the one that came out this week, actually, the mm-hmm. day that I was sitting at home recovering from my, my shot. But uh, on our off week, so last week, um, I filled in for Kyle because Kyle just moved from California to Texas. And yeah. There, there's an episode coming out where he tells that whole story, so go check that out. I don't, I don't know the details yet, so I can't spoil it. But um, he drove <laughs> from California to Texas, and it sounded like it was a hell of a lot to do. So, um, and Brian didn't want to delay the podcast schedule, mm-hmm. so we hung out and we just talked about kind of the same stuff we we just talk about, which is like yeah, gu- guitar and music and just friggin' chill. It, it was fantastic. Thanks. Was it was really fun. A massively good episode. It was, it's so fun show. to like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what did I say? I, it was my, it was my favorite controlling favorite. jerks episode. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, um, it's the episode that came out on the 27th. It's uh, episode number 178, the loan control with mm-hmm. me from the tone control. So yeah, it was fun. We, I, we've, done that a couple times we've collabed with them with the four of us but also i was in a bonus episode with brian early in the pandemic um and we just sort of shoot the shit about all the things that we 
have an in, in common. So, which is like guitar and music and stuff. So right. it was good. It was, it was, an, we're, we're always just like the, the week before we're always like, Oh, what should we talk about? Uh, we need topic ideas. And then we open the call and we're like, what do you think about you this? Just, and we just, just go. <laughs> yeah. we just go. No, yeah. it, it was, it was, it was such a flow. And there was these points where you just been going and just talking about interesting stuff, one thing after the, and then, and then, there's a moment where you're like, oh man, we're, we're supposed to be talking about this. And it's like, well, no, you're not. It's a, yeah, yeah. you're doing whatever you want. And, and yeah. it was, it was so, so tight. So good. Good. Brian does uh, great editing with that stuff. Like he does a really good job of okay. making, um, we, we had to break once and you'd never know it. And, and oh, stuff yeah, was like, there's, <laughs> there's a few, like uh, every now and then on the, on the regular episodes of the tone jerks, I think I can hear, like, I think that was like a break in conversation, but I have no way of knowing for sure. Cause it's so smooth every time. So <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's funny. And, and I, for the record, there was some mention that, uh, he and I could do an episode where we just talk about recording nerd stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm game. I was actually going to message him about that, but I think it's actually funnier if I just communicate. Just we only communicate here, with yeah. each other through podcast episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so Brian, when you hear this, uh, sure, man. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That sounds good. I like right that. On. Oh, also, um, you're my least favorite jerk too. <laughs> yeah. A lot of the, the questions were like, um, who's your least favorite co-host of the Tone Control? Like, <laughs> yeah. who's your uh, least favorite member of the Tone Control Discord server? <laughs> Stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of overlap so, there. Yeah, it was fun. A little bit. Twas a lot of fun. Those are those jerks are good. Good jerks. Good guys. They are. Um, Go yeah. check it out. Tone Jerks podcast. Do it. Just find it. You know where it is. Come on. All right. Next up. Is that one of my demos? It sure was. Do you want to guess what pedal that was? I can just look at the notes. Um, Would you believe that's the short version of the demo that I have? Because <laughs> I always make a, lo- a full a full length yeah. and then a short one for putting in between segments. I think I've never used that because how long the short one is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, probably because of who it was. We probably did a long form feature on yeah. it. But um, We did. Yeah, gosh, I don't remember doing that. But I was like, this sounds like something I would play. Yeah. And it was like totally kind of like, oh, that's a lick that I do too often. Like, <laughs> do, you want, do you want to guess? It's the Copper Sound Daedalus. Yeah. Did you cheat yeah. and look at the notes or did you actually know? I did cheat and look at the notes, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, it's the Copper Sound Daedalus. It's yeah. good. It's a good reverb. So what's, what's this beautiful thing I'm looking at? So, yeah, we've talked about this a little bit in Discord lately. And so people in the chat like have known about this for a little while. But yeah. I've been really turned on to Novo guitars in the last like year or more um, and and kind of thought like, oh, that'd be a really nice someday, super nice high-end handmade guitar for myself, you know. Mm. Um, 
felt a little cost prohibitive, felt like really out of reach. So it was just like a very, maybe someday I'll find a good deal, pie in the sky kind of thing. Um, But uh, since enrolling in grad school, I was like, you know what? I'm going to set myself a goal to save X dollars every paycheck and put it away into the Derek Guitar Fund or the Derek Fun Time Fund. And uh, I have been doing that, not knowing what I was going to get. But I was like, actually, you know, this would be the perfect thing. I would did the math, how many pay periods I have until I finish school at the current rate. <laughs> it's like, I'll have enough money to get a Novo. And that's going to be my graduation gift to myself when I'm done with school. So Novo is based in Nashville. They're made by Dennis Fano of Fano Guitars, who no longer works at Fano Guitars. So he's went off and spun up Novo. Because he works but, at uh, Novo. <laughs> yeah, duh. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. So they, they make a bunch of guitars, and I really want, I'm, I'm keen on the Saris J, which is the offs. I mean, all their guitars are offsets, but the J is uh, the Jazzmaster style, mm-hmm. and it's got two P90s and a mastery bridge and trem, and it's a simplified control layout from a Jazzmaster, but it's very much that right. sort of 60s, you know, Jazzmaster surf rock kind of thing. So I'm going all in. You Looking can, good. Yeah, so there's two ways to order Novo Select and Novo Custom. Select is like limited features uh, or limited options to choose from. Limited color set, pickguard material, that kind of stuff. And okay. you get the guitar in two or three months. Novo Custom, you get the full the full deal. You can choose every from every color, every material, every pickup option, every hardware option, every neck shape, you know, all everything. Uh, and you just sort of like pick and choose and they apply that to their... Uh, designs and all that stuff. And that wait list is currently 12 months, which really sucks. But mm-hmm. I'm pretty close to getting on the wait list. I have not gotten on the wait list yet. But, you know, it's uh, partly pandemic related, partly like making sure this is actually what I want to spend my money on because it's a lot of money and I want to make it count. Yeah. So yeah. Um, putting a little bit away when I can, rainy day fund. But uh, I'm super excited for it already, even though I'm not even on any kind of list. (laughs) (laughs) So I just wanted to mention it here because like I did mention it on the episode with Brian that I just did. And I was like, I haven't even talked about this on my own podcast yet. So I should probably say something, but um, yeah, I'm super into it. They make a bunch of other cool guitars. Um, I'd be curious to know which one you're into, Justin. Um, These are all Saris models here. So if you go back. um, Oh, if I go back, I will tell you right now. I'm wondering like, if you would I like, like the this, I like this in the on the left the uh, yeah, the, the softer T. the T um that's boring of me right to just pick the Telecaster but but it's got a P90 um, in the neck though. I like this color like look at the wood too like I love the yeah. way the grain is on the, like so what they're doing P90. their guitars are pine bodies tempered pine mm-hmm. and they do this thing where they're uh, how they age it is this big industry secret, or I guess, but they are um, raising the grain, right? And yeah, they're letting like letting the grain soak up and swell. Yeah, and um, you can, it's like you can feel the wood texture. It's not a super yeah. smooth coat, um, but then also really thin finishes. Um, they're relic finish. Um, they look great. I'm, I'm probably going to go with a really light relicking. Uh-huh. Um, this one here, this gray one, you can really see the grain. I I'm loving this m- Miris so far. Mm-hmm. Um, the hollow body variant of the Saris. Ho- hollow body, yep, and looks like basically different pickup kind of things. I I mm-hmm. love this. All right, what else do we have here? I think I'm curious if you would like the the Voltour. 
because um, it's pretty fucking rock and roll. But the solace is like the um, oh, this is like a special. Yeah, like a Les Paul Junior type thing or an Esquire. Uh huh. Okay, um, not for me. Single single pickup. They also make a double humbucker version. Although um, anything looks cool when it's done like this, it looks like <laughs> you you took like part of an old barn wall and made a guitar out of it. Okay, let's yep. go on here. So the Voltur. Ooh, edgy. Yeah, it's kind of a non-reverse Firebird inspired. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right. Into it though. Into it. Okay. The more I look at it, the more I'm, I'm thinking like someday I might get one of those too. Never know. I think I wouldn't pick that one. All right. Well, I got one more to look at. Oh, Revolta is the Revolta guitars. Like they're made by Nova. Oh. We've talked about them before. Oh, okay. Um, yep. Boring. No, I'm just kidding. That's fine. <laughs> I think I, I like, I like Miris. I like the, I don't, I don't have anything that's like a hollow or semi-hollow. I think I would, if I was going in for one of these, I think I'd pick one of these guys. They're very like, nice. They're, um, Looks like the J and the T are ready, and then they've got some other ones like the H H two P two. I mean, obviously, we can tell yeah. with these 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 names just make sense. Like what? <laughs> mm, yeah. I think uh, there there are there are plenty of guitar companies who are doing it correctly like this, um, but there are a few where it's like the name is some some weird code, and you got to mm. oh, that's the one with two humbuckers. Like, well, it's like is like it a computer pa- yeah. or something? Right? Is it a computer password or an Ibanez model number? <laughs> 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 nice <laughs> oh man if that one wins because the thing is like they're not even in this episode like, I know. no reason to dunk on on uh, Ivanez right now I felt really proud of that one that was so uh, good man okay. alright hey um, so <laughs> we're gonna uh, we're gonna move on to the next we're going to move on to the next of the news. I'm resizing my Discord window because I'm having trouble with screen real estate. I added oh, so an before iPad we... to my setup, by the way, which is why oh, I'm sweet. looking much closer to the camera because I'm I'm sidecarring the iPad up here oh, next to my idea. camera so I can actually look like I'm not staring off in the wrong direction when I talk to you. There you go. However, um, I still don't have enough fucking pixels, man. <laughs> What's the matter? What I was gonna, gonna I was gonna vamp while you figured yourself out over there. Oh no, I'm good. Um, I'm good to go. Okay, Are you ready to go? All right, next yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. As I recall, you didn't love that pedal. Um, are the Sabra you Cadabra? Yeah, that, so that was the um, Sabra Cadabra from um, Cattle and Bread. Bread. It's very good at doing the Tony Iommi thing, but only that. That's what I remember. Right. Um, I and think, it makes I a lot of sounds. A, yeah. You made a cool demo out of it. I mean, that might not be the kind of music you wanted to make that day, but maybe. or most days, but on I that think day. That's maybe my superpower is making pedals I don't like still sound pretty pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird superpower to have. Yeah, um, yeah so I was going to say, uh, we there's not a ton of news this week, and, and nothing that I really felt was, oh, my God, so exciting. we got to talk about this yeah. on the show. Um, so we put the so word out. So we're throwing out up d- this oldie. Like, let's just yeah. talk about old news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So I put the did word this out come in out Discord. like two years ago? <laughs> it did, yeah. I put the word out in Discord, like, what should we talk about this week? And uh, a new member of the Discord and the Patreon uh, yeah. said to maybe talk about this new thing with uh, real amps with virtual cabs built in. Um mm-hmm. Referencing the Oxbox, which is not an amp, but um, the new Victory Kraken V4, which is a new guitar thing we could have talked about. But I like that this conversation is sort of surrounding that instead, as well as the Rev D20, G20, and Generator 120 Mark III. So if you're not familiar, these the, the Rev amps and the Victory Kraken V4 are guitar amps, full deal guitar amps that have a two notes torpedo captor X, I believe it is baked right into the thing, like right in the chassis. You can go direct out with two notes, torpedo IRs or two notes, IRs to record silently to front of house to whatever, or you can still go into a regular cab and use <laughs> it like a reg- regular guitar. And amp. It's a guitar amp too. <laughs> yeah. It's also a guitar amp. Um, my takeaway so here, here's my here's my approach before because because these yeah. those two and then the Oxbox is a little bit different but um it it's like when you talk about this whole topic it's like I think about it the it's like the torpedo and then they they put an amp around a torpedo captor yeah. do you guys believe it <laughs> they took it tor- yeah. they took the tor- the known and loved torpedo and they just yeah. built a guitar amp around it and then the other the other person's like oh man the new rev amp. It has a studio feature built right into it. It's called mm-hmm. the Torpedo Captor. It's like it's both things. And what's crazy is like <laughs> these amps are fucking great amps. Like it's not some gimmicky thing. These are yeah. full bore righteous guitar amps, and they also have the top of the line uh, IR support capture nonsense from Two Notes. Yeah. So I think this is one the smartest thing going in the biz right now two notes to get into this sort of like partnership with these manufacturers is amazingly brilliant it is it's so smart because now like yes you can still buy their hardware but you don't have to buy two things right you want a new amp but you want to record silently you don't have to also drop a bunch of money on on a load box and an ir thing and all that stuff it's all baked in so it's magnificent we were talking about like the question in discord was like do you think UA might do the same thing and put the aux box in an amp, like partner with somebody and put it in a an amp chassis? It would basically do the same thing, right? Yeah, I would be surprised. Um, the the okay, so the UA UA is a is a bit different from uh, from two notes. From two notes, yeah. I'm I'm trying to like think about like, am I right about this? Because <laughs> I started to talk. Um, I think I am, you know, um, UA partners with people, with other companies, but in the sense that they model what other companies make. Yeah. Um, you know, Two Notes, I, I think ha- has, they're much more niched than than a company like Universal Audio. Yes. You know, like their, their whole thing is this like uh, uh, impulse responses and emulation of of that sort of side of it and load boxes, that whole scene, like they are the kings of that. And I would almost think like they could have gone the other way. Like UA could have partnered with Two Notes to make the Oxbox, you know what I, I mean? See, yes, because yes. It's, got, it's got UA's IRs on it. That's essentially what's going on here. And then a couple of, and, and then they've, they've done it their own way too. I mean, things aren't exactly the same. I mean, it's a, it's 
I don't know. U UA is just a little a little bit. Well, different it's it's also it. an attenuator. Uh, the Oxbox, right? Yeah. Like you can still it's it's doing a different and two thing. Two makes those too. <laughs> yes. Um, but it's not it's not the one. That's not what they're putting into these amps, is it? No. Uh, no, I don't think so. I've not heard anything they about could, that. I've heard it. Yeah, probably. But, um, <laughs> so like I've been thinking like with, with like, I, I had like with the, the Novo thing, I had been yeah. saving some money in this rainy day fund for a while. And then I did the math to figure out how much I would have by the end. And if it would cover it, which it does, it would also cover maybe something like a new amp. So mm -hmm. I was looking at when I saw the rev generator one twenty Mark three come out, I was like, Jesus, like, because the Rev amps sound so good, and like, I love their models in Helix. Everything I've seen from them, I've been really impressed with. And I thought, well, this is the one, right? The it's really expensive and it's way too much amp for me. But is this it, is is the, it a one twenty watt? It is, yeah, and it's intensely <laughs> brutal. It sounds great. It's a thirty three hundred dollar head, you know. And then like, yeah. I don't have a cab to support that. If I were to take it and play on a stage, you know? So you'd have to it's, get the Oxbox as well. <laughs> well, no, because this one's got the thing. So I would have to get some kind of either FRFR no, I mean, or... Because it's a load, but you'd have to oh, tone oh, yeah. it down for your yeah. cab. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, enter the G20 and the D20, which are 20-watt versions of, uh, of, of new rev amps. They're not generator circuits or anything like that, but... Yeah. They still have the two the same two notes support on those models as they do this, and I'm just thinking like that the the success that I've had with Helix so far has been awesome. The consistency people talk about that, but I'm I'm telling you, it's when you experience the consistency, it's like that's not a bullshit thing people say. Like it's not a bullshit feature, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, like I was I forget I was on the Tone Jerks episode. <laughs> I said like I we can I bring the Helix to Matt's house and we work on Delaney songs. And then I can work on them here at home and just plug in the Helix and it's all the same. It, it, there's no weird mm. blips with how it sounds when I did this other take and none of that. This would do the same thing while also giving you that, quote, real guitar amp feel. Mm. You know, and like that that other, the other stuff that real guitar amps can do. So yeah. the Victory, the V4 here, the Kraken, this is almost, almost pedalboard size like it's it's a pretty big footprint but it could fit on a pedalboard yeah and it's got a foot switch which i thought was on off at first which would be stupid but it's just the gain stage which is fucking great it's like class d power <laughs> yeah it's super so light why it's so small and light yeah oh my god yeah. this whole website's freaking out oh my god look at you it's 180 watts it's wild and it sounds Whoa. really 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 good you know it's if you were going to go into an ampless a traditional ampless kind of setup, cabless yeah. setup. You got to be looking at these kinds of things because it's. I think it's the way of the future. You know, if if you're mm -hmm. hesitant to go down the full Kemper fractal helix headrush whatever route, yeah. this is the next thing. And I mean, I don't know. You might know more about this, Justin, than I do. But like, I feel like people knew about IRs and were way more accepting of IRs before they were more accepting of amp models. Does that sound mm. right? The feel right? Like um, maybe it's just my perception of of all of this. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know if I'm if I'm in that world quite enough to okay. know that honestly. Well, um, I just mean because like, it must have been with like 
temper or something. Because when all this stuff came out, it was like, and it supports IRs. And I remember thinking like, well, I don't even know what that is. But yeah. it must be a standard enough thing for a company like Line 6 to want to have it in their their thing. So, hmm. Yeah, could be, I guess. Maybe. Um, it's crazy, though. Like it's it's so small, it's so powerful. They there's a rotary dial on these things. They hold six IRs, and then you can plug them in USB and manipulate those IRs. Impulse responses or IRs. So, like, should we break this down if you're not if people aren't familiar? Oh, sure. Yeah. So yeah. so essentially, like what's happening is um, an impulse response is is sort of an impression of how some some piece of equipment or some situation changes. So there's in, there's been impulse responses of stuff for for things like reverb for a, a long time. Um mm-hmm. so it's essentially like playing a sound into a room and then measuring that sound with a microphone um in different places in the room and then you recombine those to essentially remove the original sound and all you're left with is the difference. So this is what happened what the room did to it. And so now you've mm-hmm. made an impulse response of that room's reverberation. So the same thing we do with guitars. Basically, you put a signal through a guitar amp and speaker and then delete the original sound from it and what you're left with is essentially what has changed. And so that is essentially um, made into, like put into these these uh, speaker emulations. Um, and then the trick, of course, is to make them variable because with the speakers, you don't have the same impulse response from a quiet sound as you do from a loud sound. So that's when I think the tech really like kind of mm. took off because um, I think that happens that happens to a certain extent with, with other things, but with guitar speakers, with the speaker impulse responses, it's super, super important um, to making the, the impulse response sound realistic. So I think there was like a, a, a technology leap um, when that started being able, uh, able mm. to be not only measured, but then represented um, with the software and hardware. Really, it's software. It's just being yeah. placed in hardware. Because like when you, when you talk about like speaker emulated outputs, like I have some, some pedals and some random stuff that has like a speaker emulated output, but they're just using like electronic components to change the equalization a little bit so it sounds more like a speaker. It's not mm. the same, it's not even the same league as an impulse response, so. Yeah. yeah. So, right. And when we're talking about IRs in this space, it's typically cabs and stuff like like guitar speakers and and cabinet and yeah. which which includes the microphone, I should say. Um, mm-hmm. Like I have Kempers a bunch of I- are technically like everything a Kemper does is technically um, a comp a super complicated impulse response. And Even I think down to the li- amp, yes, right. I mean, because that's what they're doing. You're playing it through this, and it's it's sending its tones through there, and then ch- and seeing what happens to them on the other side, and comparing that. And it does it like on a, it has you do it several different times under different conditions, so that it can get that variability. Um, that's what it's doing. So a Kemper is mm-hmm. re- literally creating an impulse response, a, a, a um, dynamic a capture, impulse yeah. response, as a, and calls it a capture. Yeah, yeah. And Neural DSP does the same thing now. So. Right. Um, yeah, I have a bunch of IRs now. I've amassed a small collection. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, uh, a Mesa oversized cab with a 57. And then there's like five of those. Yeah. You know, and, the, and it would be either mic distance or um, wh- how far off the cone it is or, or whatever it might be. Sorry, I'm burping a lot. That, that's from, the, <laughs> like, that's up to the manufacturer, I guess, like uh, the ML Sound Labs ones that Brian at the Tone Jerks turned me on to. Um, there's like five of each mic, and they're in 
uh, decreasing amounts of brightness is what they say. So A is the brightest and E is the darkest. Um, And then they do some others where they're like pretty common mic blends and they name them something like modern or vintage or whatever. And they're, they're sort of like... More or packed whatever's up. a weird okay. name for that, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you should. I mean, they are kind of weird names. It's like <laughs> the ones for orange calves are all fruit based, of course. So. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, um, nice. that, was the, that was the low hanging fruit. Oh, God. <laughs> so, I so, I don't know. This is just some cool ass shit. You know, like, (laughs) I don't know what else to say other than, like, this is the thing, right? This is the thing. Yeah. Combined with, um, who was it? Uh, Is it it Bogner? There was, a while ago, there was an amp that had, I think it had some of this kind of stuff in it, like an IR in the back, but it also had, like, digital controls on the, like, all the knobs. It was a full tube amp, but all the knobs were digital controls. That was, Line 6 did that. Line 6 partnered with Bogner ages ago, if that's what you're thinking of. Um, Maybe. It could also be be. like Hughes and Kettner does that kind of stuff too. Maybe it was them. They have a newer one that might be. Yeah, also Line 6. This was 12 years ago or something like that. Like it was, yeah. And that's not what I'm talking about. I don't talk about old stuff. (laughs) So it's impossible. He said pulling up the tab for the ox box. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this this is thing. It's fun, fun little gadget, mm-hmm. right here. Um, it's funny. Like I've I've been going through this like Helix journey and stuff, and like look, I see the aux box in every goddamn guitar YouTube video now. And I remember <laughs> when we talked about this stuff when it first came out. I was like, this is amazing, but I don't understand what it does. Like <laughs> I, because <I, laughs> it was so. I remember talking about Helix, and I was like, but it's amps. Like how that doesn't. My stupid guitar lizard brain could not yeah. put that together. And now it's like, they just, I think I mentioned this, they increased the oversampling on the new Helix update and everything oh, okay. just sounds better. Yeah, it turns out. <laughs> yeah, it just yeah. all sounds great. You know, that that's funny because like I, I get into discussions sometimes with, with uh, fellow recording nerds such as myself about like, you know, sampling frequency and and shit like that, like high sample rate recording. And I have probably, I've probably made this position clear on several occasions, but I'll tell anyone who'll listen that I think higher sample rates than humans can hear is bullshit. <laughs> and I think, um, I think basically hard drive manufacturers are trying to sell it to you. Hmm. Um, <laughs> because it's just it's just making your audio files take up more space for no fucking reason. Because audio yeah. is not like a picture. There is no resolution in audio. Mm-hmm. Um, the closer thing to re- resolution would be bit depth. But 16-bit is already like the noise floor is quieter than a fluorescent light bulb, like by a lot. So like that doesn't that doesn't matter. Like until you start making like the only reason we use 24-bit in recording is because we're stacking so many tracks. But but mm-hmm. if you have one file, like all these music players that are like, well, you have 24-bit audio, Pfft, doesn't matter. You're stupid. You're wasting <laughs> your time. That doesn't matter at all. And and um so I you know, I'll I'll do 24-bit in a multi-track recording, of course, but I don't mess with higher sample rates. Unless a client tells me to, and then like I, I, oh yes, of course, and then I'll, well, whatever. I don't talk about clients behind their backs, but in my head, I'm thinking, you, sheep. you dumb, dumb idiot, <laughs> dumb, dumb idiot. Um, <laughs> except 
except, and here's what I'm getting to, when you're doing things like processing, uh, uh, plenty of plugins, all the UA plugins and lot, almost all plugins that are that are worth a damn um, are going to oversample within them. So they're essentially going to convert to like a simulated analog mm. and re, re-oversample. So you're not adding frequencies that weren't captured to begin with, but you are measuring it more frequently um, which allows them to it, it allows the things that are happening in processing to happen at a, at a yeah. perhaps a higher fidelity um, but it has nothing to do with what you hear just as a static audio file you know it's like a totally different thing and and that that's that's where things do matter so like yeah oversampling in the software of the helix absolutely make a difference it'll make a difference in reverbs because mm-hmm. Especially like that's a particular effect where, especially down at the end of the trails, things will get all crunchy because that's when you really are using all those super quiet bits. Um, little samples gotcha. down at the end. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't need to. That that's that's plenty of that shit on this show from me. <laughs> I think all that's very interesting. Um, I don't know. I mean, do you, if do you, you disagree- get what I'm saying about because because like you're you're yes. into oh, like yeah. photos and videos. Like so with re- with photos and videos, there is a resolution. Like, There's a maximum size, yeah, and like right, and and it's pixels. Like every frame has that many pixels in it, and so yeah. if you go bumping up your resolution, there is more quality. You can zoom in, and the picture will stay clear. And that that's doesn't why, happen with audio. Yeah, so like that's why they can keep rescanning old movies into 4K and 8K and on and on it's and green. on. It's analog because it's analog, and there is no resolution on film either. Yeah. So like they can just take a tighter. Smaller I mean, it gets pixel caps. Yeah, but, but it like when blocked. you're talking about right, and when you're talking about like scanning that up to 4K or what, like the new on Disney Plus, there's 4K Star Wars. It looks like a goddamn different movie than yeah. I ever saw because there's like such intensely high resolution options on analog film, and then you're still looking at that on the same 55 inch screen or whatever you have at home, right? So the the pixel density increases, yeah. which makes it look better and better and better. So. I don't know. That's we're Although getting off topic a little bit. the prequels were shot on digital, and let me tell that's you what—that's true. <laughs> the Disney Plus. You go, 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 call up the Phantom Menace on Disney Plus. If, no thanks. If you're in for some torture, um, it doesn't look good. Let me. That's tell what you. didn't age well. Yeah, I mean, well, it's not about age with that those movies, but yeah, <laughs> visually they didn't age well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Right. So, so, but there, there isn't a direct analog. People think that like, oh, 96K is double the resolution of 48. Um, it's not. It's because because it's it's the frequencies you hear. There there is no more data at each mm-hmm. individual second it, because your sound you perceive over time. There's you can't freeze frame it. You can't pause sound and be hearing it. So there is no resolution. Oh God, dude, anyway, this is so intense. This is this but like is this so is intense. Well. Like I knew that, but I've never heard those words to describe it, and it's a great, <laughs> great point. So uh, that's all I'm saying. Like, it's yeah. yeah. Anyway, so IRs are great. One captures <laughs> everything you can hear because that's all it is. It's the number of samples is um, double the the maximum frequency that it can record, and that's it. That's all that means. And because we use as as long as you're using um, a Nyquist filter, as long as you're filtering off sounds that are above that so that they don't screw up and cause aliasing in the recording, then it doesn't matter. And so the only reason early digital equipment sounded bad is because they weren't filtering. You can record something in 8-bit 
and have it sound pretty good as long as you're using a, a pre-filter before the encoder. Words. Straight up. Straight up. Because <laughs> if you get those extra frequencies, if you're recording something in, um, you know, like in 44.1 and there's extra, there's frequencies above 22,000 hertz, then those can cause aliasing. They can cause essentially a reflection. So it's the same thing as when you look at a, a movie and you see a wagon wheel turning. And if it's just at the right speed, it'll look like it's rotating backwards because mm. every 24 samples is that's that's the film right 24 samples per second and if the wagon wheel is turning at 30 times a second each time it takes a sample the wagon wheels actually appears that it has moved backwards instead of forwards mm -hmm. or a helicopter on an iphone you know like weird yes, stuff like that yes. that's aliasing and that will start to happen with audio too and you get these things where essentially the frequency mirrors back on itself so very high frequencies will alias down in the low spectrum and mm. so if you're not filtering those out you get these weird artifacts and there's ways of making them more obvious to show you what that is um, but that's essentially that's what goes wrong as long as you're filtering your audio you can use 441 16-bit and it will sound great it doesn't matter um, but processing it does help to oversample in processing and <laughs> this is probably if we boy if we if i do a tone jerks episode about recording shit this is gonna, it's be, gonna be you're gonna be able to eat it with a spoon let me tell you what <laughs> shit Should records we? everything you need and nothing you don't <laughs> is there anything else you want to say about load boxes in amps it's fucking it, what it's, it's, it's awesome. great uh, I just want to say, like, if you're not totally familiar with, like, the Rev D20, for example, go look that up and see what people are doing with it. Because it, yeah. it's a straight up, it's a tube amp that you can plug into your computer. So that's it. Uh, like, that <laughs> that alone is, yeah. it, it melts the brain. And, and they sound so good. So real. You can plug them into they a cab. You can plug Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the two notes software... Like you, you get the license for the the desktop stuff, and you can do all of this like crazy customization with those IRs. So, get on it, folks. I mean, fucking do it. The, okay, baby. let's move on. Let's let's move. Okay, <laughs> let's move on. Uh, next up, we're gonna do the pedal genie. So, get ready, jerks, because here we go. Pedal Genie is like the Netflix of guitar pedals. Rent any pedal you want for as long as you want, for one low monthly price. Shipping is included and there are no late fees or time limits. With over 1,500 pedals to try from nearly 100 different manufacturers, Pedal Genie definitely has the gear you want to try. Subscriptions start with Flex at just $19.95 a month. Try out one pedal at a time for as long as you want. Send it back when you're ready for the next one. For only $39.95 a month, the standard subscription includes shipping, so you could have a different pedal every few days. If one isn't enough for you, Pedal Genie Pro gets you three pedals at a time for only $64.95 a month, shipping included. There's a subscription for everyone and best of all, your first month is free. If you find the pedal of your dreams, the one you just have to keep Pedal Genie will offer you a buyout option. Prices vary with the length of your membership and the type of pedal, but you'll definitely get an awesome price for the pedal in your hand. So head to pedalgenie.com to fill up your wish list with pedals, and they'll send out your first pedal ASAP. Pedal Genie, all your pedal wishes granted. There it is. There it one, is. The one pedal genie. Gift. One butt gift tonight. Just That's one. Fine. Yeah, it was a little rough. <sighs> Doug's a little under the weather from his COVID vaccine. That's fine. <laughs> That's I'll a allow really it. good gift, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good gift. 
I um, <laughs> I'm con- I'm continuing to monitor occasional encoding lag. Um, apparently, I'm overloading my computer, and I wonder if I just have so many damn tabs open this time because it seems to happen sometimes when I click to a new tab. So I'm hoping the video is not choppy. I'm hoping it's not doing something to the audio because that would really devastate me. Um, but there ain't much I can do about it right now. So we <laughs> we are we turned a no news episode into very long uh, without. <laughs> That's fine. Let's do it, man. It's all good. So. Um, we always do this up, though, whatever. We, we always do this <laughs> shit. We always do. So, um, Derek, it looks like yeah. you got another Beatronics, my man. Yeah. It's the second Beatronics in three, three pedals, three episodes. So, um, yeah. this time it's the Octahive. I think this was one of their first pedals. It was a very early one when they came on the scene and mm. we were like, this looks like it belongs in the fallout universe. Like it, it was because yeah. they were doing relic pedals and stuff. They look all banged up and very like like kind of cold war type tech, you know, like the, the big mm-hmm. lens for the led, the cool washers on the stump, uh, on the switch. Um, this one I have here looks a little bit different. It's not blue. It's actually green. Um, the aging is not quite the same. The knobs are different. Um, but otherwise it's the same pedal, same circuit. They just changed the, the look, I guess. So instead of this, like on the website here, you're looking at like, a like a seafoam green kind of, or oh, sorry, like a, a what is the Fender like color? A, like a Daphne blue? Sonic blue. Sonic blue. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, and the one I have here is definitely more like lime green. So um, I put together a Helix patch before we started recording just to try some other stuff out. So today we're running, uh, this is the Fender Deluxe um, vibrato channel. Mm-hmm. And the IR, since we were just talking about IRs, is the ML... Sound Labs, uh, sure, uh, not sure, sir. Pete Thorne two twelve cab, like the Pete Thorne custom two twelve, uh, yeah. with uh, a fifty seven, and this is option B, so it's not quite as bright as option A. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I also have a really quick delay, just a little space and some room reverb, and the effects loop, uh, which has the uh, Beatronics Octahive in it, coming before the amp, so it's not the the fuzz is it's a fuzz pedal. It's not in the effects loop of the amp. It's in the effects loop of the helix. Gotcha. Uh, and and that's a block which I can put before the amp, as though the pedal is in front of the amp. So, um, clean tone. Well, I heard it for a moment. Okay. Do you have fix... Do you have your Discord set to to voice activation? Uh, probably. Yes. Okay. okay. Pull that sucker wide open. Okay. You guys hear those repeats? A little bit? Cool. Um, so yes, this is a fuzz pedal with an octave up, an analog octave up kind of thing, mm-hmm. Octavia style. Um, there's one foot switch, and then on the side, next to the input jack, there's a little mini toggle switch to turn the octave on and off. Before we even play a single note through this pedal, I can say, that is a thing I don't like. I, I really wish that the octave was on its <laughs> own foot switch, I've said this uh, a million times about other octave fuzzes. I want the octave to be independent. I want it, uh, you know, I can I can use it without uh, the fuzz. I can turn them on and off with my feet instead of reaching down and flipping that little switch. Mm-hmm. So um, there's three controls, pre, honey, and volume. So pre is like the input to the pedal. 
Honey is the gain and volume is the output volume. And then the LED has this cool like milky white lens on it. But inside, when the octave is on, it changes the LED color, which is rad. So, oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm playing my FMT Telecaster today, double humbucker, Les Paul style telly. Okay. Les Paul style telly is a very funny thing to say. <laughs> so, this is um, octave off. The, the LED is so blue, it's like I can't really see it. <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> It's like, hard to perceive. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like, you know, like how, um, do you ever like drive by like a neon sign for a place that has an, a crazy blue sign and it's like doing that weird, like, uh, it's, it's doing yes. that to me. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I, cause I have, I have, uh, my eyes have astigmatism. That's mm-hmm. basically the only thing that's up with my eyes. And if I don't wear my glasses at night, I get this strange streaking and that thing, that thing you're talking about, like a blue LED yeah. Like pure wavelength, it's the worst. It like makes me like blink and do all kinds of weird stuff. I feel yeah. like it's trying to reprogram my brain. And so like I, I, as I turn my head, <laughs> and like <laughs> it's like it's like parallaxing with my eyeballs. It's so weird. So like the <laughs> and the red is just as intense. So anyway, here's the. This is just the straight up fuzz. Um, everything's pretty much in the middle. One thing is the maximum, like 10 on these knobs, is straight down with the little pointer. Mm. So it's a little bit tricky to find where exactly noon is. But um, I'm approximating noon on this, except for the output volume. So apologies if I just peek this right here. It's pretty big. It's a big one. So um, let's turn, I guess, the pre way uh, all the way up. back. This is the honey all the way up to the drive. Super rich. Um, Again, clean tone. Now, let's turn on the octave, which this is an analog octave, so it's just like flipping the waveform. Is that right? Like it's, it's... Taking the bottom half and or something like oh, that. Oh, it could be if if it's transformer based. Yeah. So, uh, like here's. Or I guess you could do that with diodes too. But yeah. The- yeah. Um, anyway, here's my uh, no octave on. Octave on. Okay. So it's doing that like splattery. Um, now, if we go to the neck pickup and kind of turn the volume down a little bit above, like the tenth, eleventh, twelfth fret, does that like Hendrix thing? Pretty fun. Yeah. So, 
Back to no octave. Really, that octave sound I think is best when you turn the volume on your guitar down a little bit. Give it room to breathe a bit. So filthy, filthy. Um, Doug says he wants to hear it through a big reverb. We can do that, dude. Let's friggin' dude, go. Fucking do it. Um, let's see. Uh, I want. Oh, let's use the new one. There's a new thing called dynamic hall. And turn the delay off. Make a long decay. Bring the mix up pretty high. Turn the pre-delay down a little bit. And here we are, we're getting there. All right, here we go. Some, uh, that's some like movie soundtrack level shit right there. Yeah. So, um, what else is there to say about the Octahive? Uh, it's it's cool. It looks really great. I love the the style that um, Beatronics has. It's two hundred thirty bucks. Yeah. Um, now I'm I've got to say though, let me turn off my things here. I don't. I didn't love this through my actual AC thirty. Um, okay, everything's off. I, oh, I didn't yeah. love I didn't love this through my amp, um, and. I I think it might be because it was like it deserves to be very loud or it it really needs to be in a certain type of well I was trying to play like at home you know it wasn't it yeah. was loud but yeah. it wasn't like band practice loud um it sounds awesome through the helix though like I I'm liking it way more in this context than in my basement which is really interesting and actually I think really the first time this has happened so mm-hmm. Maybe it's just because I wasn't able to run the amp super mega loud and stuff and get that, really let it open up. But yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm a little weird with fuzz pedals too. We've kind of talked about that before. I don't love all kinds of fuzz. I do really enjoy octave fuzzes and this would be a definite like go for me if that octave was on its own foot switch. But um, right. That yeah. that that alone, because I don't always want the octave on. Because when you're playing big low chords, the octave up sounds weird and tinny and and not. Uh, and it's it not would what be I rad want. to be able to kick it, you know. Yeah, right. And you're getting up there for leads and stuff. You want that screeching, you know, searing octave yeah. up sound. You, you just temporarily. So, um, it's it's a lot of fun. I like it more than the previous Beatronics pedal I had, the Fat B. Um, I'm really glad I got to try this. This has been on my list for a really long time. Um, and like I yeah. said, I think it's one of the early Beatronics pedals, or at least one of I, the designs. I super recognize it. Yeah. Um, do they have a picture of the circuit board on this page? Um, uh, no. No. It's, I can I can bother to take this one apart if you want to see it. But like, <laughs> they do this really great thing because all their PCBs are like also designed to look they amazing. Um, it's... B shaped and like honeycomb shaped, and they they actually have like 
it's almost like their their PCBs are a part of their marketing materials too. So right, um, it really really cool, cool pedal the Octahive from Beatronics. Mm-hmm. Now, your turn. Um, well, okay. So here's the thing: we're we're already at, at an hour. Oh yeah. Um, so I think I think you I should save, save this, and because we want to. We want to go ahead and and plug one more thing here before we close sure. out. Let's do that. So let's jump over to that. Five watt world. Yeah. So this is unfortunately I put this on the notes because it was also kind of like a discussiony type thing. But that's okay. The, the thing, That's why I uh, wanted to not do another panel. Okay, okay, yeah. So 5 Watt World is a YouTube channel uh, run by a guy named Keith Williams. And I think he's actually from New Hampshire area like or Vermont maybe. Oh, yeah. um, just coincidentally, I think he doesn't live around here anymore. But um, his YouTube channel is fabulous. And it's a really great place to learn about a bunch of guitar history um, and just why things are the way they are. Which I love because, like, sometimes it's like, well, why, why is, why do they make it this way? And he knows he has the answer, and he does these long form, like, thirty minute videos of like, here's a history of the Jazzmaster, and it's a full bore presentation of like, and it's really well documented and presented. He's got all these great sources and photos and demos and really great. His whole thing, though, and I love this idea so much, is the most music from the least gear. <laughs> Isn't this and, just the eventual evolution of guitar cable amp? <laughs> <laughs> Have we reached peak guitar cable amp? But it, the the thing is that's so <laughs> nice about this channel is that he is not that way. He still yeah. wants three overdrives, you know, and he He's still not a dill wants hole about it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> looking at you, yeah. dill holes. <laughs> a classic tone control singer. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Um, but like, I, I love the idea of the most music from the least stuff and like the least gear and this, the guitar culture of chasing the tone and like maybe this overdrive and that delay or whatever, like, you know, you're always kind of going after the next thing, but there's like a real personal choice with a lot of that stuff and a real, I think people have to be so super honest with themselves about what it is they're doing and why. And yeah, he's got a video called how many guitars do you actually need? And I was like, ah, I feel very attacked, but that is very true. (laughs) I know, (laughs) I know that about me and you know, and I don't, I don't need all those guitars. If you, if, and it's how we all define that need space of like to be a guitarist, what do you need? You need a guitar End. period. Stop. Right. You don't, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right now, I, Jesus, tell me I'm, what? But how? But, how many years have we been making this show? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, though. But then, well, it's like there well, was the whole a- time we should have done one episode. Guess what, bitches? <laughs> Here's the facts. But Guitar, like, stop. <laughs> but we're so quick to say, I need a Tele sound. I need a Les Paul sound. I need a three thirty five, whatever. And, yeah. and that's how we like justify these collections and stuff. Yeah. And some people, I think, probably do need those things, like, you know, people who are regularly gigging or uh, session musicians, of course, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What, what's your take on the most music from the least gear? That's kind of what I wanted to get at. Um, 
there's there's been um there's been more than one occasion. There's been several occasions where I have experienced messing around with a bunch of stuff. You know, I can apply this to recording too. Actually, I have way more. I think you could apply it to recording. a lot of things. But but um, where you're messing around, you're stacking stuff, trying to get it. You know, you put this plugin in. You know, let's say say plugin pedal. You know, you put that in. You put a plugin in. You put a pedal in the chain, and that that gets me closer wait but now i need this other thing and you keep mm-hmm. adding the next thing and then um there's a, a important practice in mixing and i think we should apply this to guitar too um bypass and make sure you really did good a good job right so mm. so once you get everything loaded up take it all away and just compare and be like, did I really improve this? Because especially if you're doing yeah. things that have subtle changes, this makes more of a, a difference. But like thinking about specifically about guitar stuff, like I remember thinking, oh, I should have like a reverb pedal. And this is where I came to the, to the gave myself the impression that I didn't like reverb pedals. But like I put a reverb pedal in my chain. I really liked it for a couple of band practices or something. And then at some point I turned it off and was like, oh, my guitar sounds better now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. My that that sucks. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why yeah, was real, I doing yeah. that? You know, um, and and that's that's kind of a maybe it's a specific example, but I think I think that matters. Um, I, you're totally yeah. right. I, it matters, and I also think like uh, I, I have downsized my stuff a lot, and I I'll be the first one to tell you I have all these guitars because I like them. You know, I, I don't, yeah. I don't, and I don't play in the type of music or in a band that can really rightfully say, I need this sound or I need that sound because that choice is up to me, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, and when you're doing original <laughs> music, it's like, well, I, I went into Delaney saying like, this will probably be a humbucker band for me. Like just kind of knowing that and, sure. and applied that and have built my Delaney sound with that in mind. You don't think so, you can fit singles into a Delaney song? Well, Matt's playing singles. Oh. So like I was gonna pe- say, I was yeah. <laughs> I was listening to Delaney going, Yeah. I don't think that's all humbucker. <laughs> no, no, it's not. So but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh, when yeah. I bring my single coil guitars to practice for the sake of variety, because I like to play guitars. Is that such a crime? Sure. It is really um Yes. It's it's One. really different, you know? <laughs> it's when I plug those single coil guitars in, it's like my, this does not work for this right now. And it's probably because the rig is more adapted to a different type of guitar, but mm. it's play what you want. Fuck what Matt's doing, says Doug in the chat. Yes. <laughs> but like, I don't know. It's, I, I like, it's just as like a spirit of moving forward with music and guitar and what it means to you. It's like really dial in why it is you are buying things or, or selling things or, collecting or whatever, you know, I just think this is, I'm, I'm really like waffling here, I guess. I, I'm not, I'm, I'm trying to pin down what it is I'm saying. And I can't, but does this make any sense? Yeah. Like in, in the guitarist I, I, culture well, I, I, of like having a bunch of stuff for what if, you know, I, I think, well, okay. So five watt world, like at first I'm thinking, oh yeah, like, well, small amps, I mean, this is a, this is a common thing. Like if, if you've done enough experimenting with guitar amps, you know that there's a lot, a lot of guitar sounds that get better mm. when you reduce the wattage of the amp. And that's why so many amps are coming nowadays with 
uh, power soaks or whatever, like like a, a switch that essentially drops it to five watts or something like that. Um, because unless you actually need all that volume, it probably sounds better. Most amps yeah. sound better when they're in the upper part of their range. That's technically when, well, I was about to say when they're most efficient. There, there are certain amps that you want to run in their high efficiency range. Guitar amps, you usually want to run above their high efficiency range, mm-hmm. right? That's when the most pleasing things happen. That's why we, that's the, the sounds that we desire, unless it's like one of those, uh, Roland jazz choruses, <laughs> so, yeah. the, the one solid state amp everyone loves for some reason, which I, yeah. I just well, can't fathom. But It's a stereo <sighs> amp. That's why. I don't care about that. Who gives a shit? <laughs> it's, who, gives it's, a, who would carry it was, around a jazz chorus? Oh, my God, because it's stereo. Jesus. It's stereo, and I believe it was the first introduction of the chorus effect. It's just got a ton of notoriety because of that all kind of right, thing. All right, all right, whatever. So they um, took the chorus okay. out of that and put it into a stomp box, and that's you know we've got boss pedals because of that. So, well, that's better. It's a better place for the chorus. You know what I mean. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. right? Yes. In in like his the name of the channel suggests that like, do you need something more than five watts or or, yeah. or a low wattage amp and. My AC30 gets really effing loud, and honestly, it's it's too much for here at home, yeah. Uh, which is where we've been for the last 14, 15 months. So like, enter Helix, but yeah, right. and, and, and yeah, you know. yeah. It's but it, I've had a lot of like I hate this term like but soul searching because I can't think of another way to put it. But as far as like how much guitar gear do I need um, versus what do I want, and really just admitting to myself like. Oh, I really want that pedal because I love how it sounds and looks and the vibe of the whole thing. Is that that is constantly at odds with why do I why is that though? Why do I need it? Why do I want it? What, yeah. what it, I'm going to get it. I'm going to play it the day it comes in and probably over the weekend, and then it's going to go the way of all my other pedals. Yeah, and just hang out in the collection most of the time. So. I think I think the 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 idea of the channel like what it is and and what it's focusing on is very introspective and that is introspective almost, is a much is, better word yes that is never <laughs> bad um because like you know this doesn't preclude the conclusion that yes I do need these five things yeah you know yeah. it's just making sure you really do making and, and and this is this is like what was that that thing like does it spark joy <laughs> Like that's, oh yeah, that thing yeah. From what you know um, what I mean, like yeah, I think this is this is like uh, spiritually in the same zone as that. Like, let's actually pay attention to what is actually what we actually want, and and that's what I mean. Yeah. So, and this the spiritual aspect of it is. I was just talking to Eric today about this, and like, I music and guitar to me this is really heady and like really big to drop right here but like music and guitar for me operates the same way i think that like a quote unquote higher power can for some people like no matter yeah. what happens to me my family my job like whatever i always have that and and it centers you it centers me and it's way. it always makes me happy and it always gives me something to focus on and whether it's a distraction or focused practice or whatever it is. Like that's how it, yeah. it feels to me and not all day, every day or anything like that, but it's, it's that level of importance mm-hmm. to me personally. So like, yeah, that introspective, like how much stuff do I need versus, you know what? I want a Novo because I fucking want it. 
and I don't need to justify it to anyone else because it's a great explain myself to you. Yeah. Yeah. So like those things, like I said, (laughs) constantly at odds, (laughs) (laughs) but it's, but I think what you're actually at odds with is justifying it to yourself because you are introspective about it. Like you're actually saying like, all right, I'm going to start putting money away, but like, you're not just like going to, to blow your car payment money on this guitar. No, right. I'm not being irresponsible you know I mean? about it. Yeah. You're you're thinking about it and you're gonna say, okay, well, let's you're gonna start making moves in that direction. I mean, maybe you change your mind, maybe you don't, but there's no part of that for you that's not introspective. Yeah. Right. I think. Yeah. So I don't know. That's all. I just I wanted to mention the channel because I love the vibe of this like this idea of yeah. really taking a, a super close look at how much you can do with the least amount of stuff. Not like not just with what you have, because some people have a ton of stuff. But mm-hmm. what can you do if you set up intentional limitations for your thing? He did this, Keith Williams did this video using the same guitar rig for 30 days. Like not changing your pedals, not changing presets or anything for 30 days. One guitar, three pedals, and an amp. What can you do? And like, how does that reframe, how does that rewire your music brain, you know? That's an exercise like scales is an exercise. Yeah. And and he mentioned um uh he mentioned like he did this because he had to move and like you know things were in storage and whatever. And he actually used the same rig for closer to 60 days. And mm-hmm. what that what that experience was like and I'm like, man, you know, I I have all these guitars in the house and I love them all. I love playing them. I love having them looking at them and to like I very intentionally rotate what I play because I want to use them all. If I were to like say I'm going to use this guitar here for the next 60 days, it would double down, triple down so hard on why do I have all these other guitars? <laughs> so, you know. No doubt. Um, yeah, Doug's so, saying it's not the first time I've mentioned 5 Watt World here. I know it's not, but I really wanted to like take a second and Oh, I was about to properly. ask you that cuz I was like, "Have we have we talked about it before because he says he'll bet a supporter membership on it?" I think we've mentioned it in passing like you know, oh, I watched this five out world video here or there. Um, I really only just started watching it really in depth in the last couple of months. Um, yeah, really would recommend. He's got like the whole um, history of the Fender Deluxe or something, some huge topic, some huge the pillar, shebang. the huge pillars of guitar, right? How the Les Paul happened, how the Telecaster happened, and like, shit, make a cup of coffee. Let's go, Keith. let's go all right it it sounds awesome um let's let's bring this let's bring this car around let's bring this boat to bring it in for a landing let's bring this in for a landing i'm going to switch to my other one of my other screens i'm going to try to switch to my other screens there we go i know how to do my job okay listen up (laughs) if if you've enjoyed these random ramblings then Thank you and good night. No, and then uh, then we would love for you to. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna do the full plugs. Um, this, if you've enjoyed the tone control, I need you. Would you please go write a review? Um, yeah. We don't, we don't ever say this, and I think it's probably why there's like 25 people that know who we are. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know that's that's not that's not really true, but it. It feels like sometimes that we have like we have it's like we're we're hanging out with like a core group of friends instead of broadcasting to the world. I know there's a lot more pe- more of you out there and if 
you know, if one in 10 of you write a review, like a hundred more people would, would listen to the next episode of the show. So mm-hmm. that's, the, that's the thing that's coming down here. So, um, well, I would love for you to write a review on whatever you're listening to us on right now. Um, if it's YouTube, that's awesome. Cause that's a brand new channel for us. Yeah. Leave um, some comments. But like leave comments, do the things we need. We need to, you know, click the buttons and so on and, and do the things. Now, um, you should also probably come hang out in Discord. We've had a bunch of new people come into Discord lately and it's tons of fun. The place is awesome. Discord's totally free. Just go to discord.io slash tone control. And that'll Can take I you interject right like one thing? Yeah. We've mentioned this small detail before. I get that people don't want to sign up for like a million platforms. Yeah, I've said this. Say it again. Discord is not really a social network. It is. It's not like a Facebook or a Twitter or an Instagram or anything like that. So, it's more like Slack. If you use Slack or even Microsoft Teams, if you use that for work, it feels a lot like that. So, yeah, we're all just talking about guitars, pedals, amps, movies, video games, music, you know, Star Wars, whatever, (laughs) and and chilling. Yeah, it's totally different. There's. It's it's like a bunch of chat rooms and, and stuff. It's fun. Um, and if you want to become a supporter of the show, go to our, see our Patreon, patreon.com slash the tone control. And there you can become a supporter and we will thank you on every single episode. If you want to become a supporter at a level of $2 or more, you will be a supporter plus. You get a special role in Discord and you can hang out in the chat and watch the show live as it records instead of waiting till Monday. Uh, and you can heckle us and, and share gifts and ask questions and make little uh, bets with us and stuff like that. Um, shout out to our patrons, brand new this week, Matthew Fenslaw. Said it totally right. All right, anyway. First try. <laughs> First try. Matthew Fenslaw, thanks very much um, for uh, for your support. That uh, brand new guy, he's been extremely active in Discord. Love it, love it. Uh the rest of the supporters, uh, Ryzen Wolf, Jamie Evans, Jeffrey Wright, Doug King, Doug Gann, Righteous Ryan Johnson, Steve Huffman, Jonas Sabatini, Eric. <laughs> oh my God. You were on such a roll. You really were doing so good. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Say the name. Say Somebody say the name. Eric Giribaldi. Eric Giribaldi. Andrew Walsh from Andrew's Alcove. OG friend of the show, Brian Rizzi. Doug Christ of 37 Effects. <laughs> Sean Wright of Lollygagger FX. And Brian Gower and Kyle McIntyre of the Tone Jerks Podcast. That was so great. I love Thank that. Thank you all so much. Smooth sailing right until the middle of the, the thing, and then it's all all bets are off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awful. <laughs> awful. Anyway, thank you all so much for your support, and uh, please do send in those reviews because it super-duper helps. Or, like, just share the podcast with somebody. Like, if you really don't want to write a review, like, just find somebody. There's somebody you know. There's who somebody you, you know told about this podcast. Yeah. There's somebody that you know that you talk about guitar stuff like this with. Yeah. So so share it with that person. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. And um yeah, that that's going to do it for us over here and thank you all ever so much oh god why did i do an why did i do a phony <laughs> accent on my own podcast it's such a dumb dumb stupid stupid uh. thing to do. <clears throat> Oh, my lordy may. All right. Um, I heard someone say, oh, my Lanta today. <laughs> that's 
terrible. <laughs> it was pretty bad, <laughs> but it, it got a it got a laugh out of me. So, you know. Okay. All right. All right, gang. All right, gang. Well, um, I don't know. We'll see you next time, I guess. This is a weird one. <laughs>